Hi, and welcome to the Forsaken Body Podcast, a show about overcoming the tendency of Christians to focus so much on the soul that they neglect the body. I'm Nikki DeLisi, and I'm here with Lainey Greer, and we're so glad that you joined us today. So before we get started today, um, we probably need to take the time just to mention a few little housekeeping things before we get started. First of all, one thing that we have not yet mentioned on the podcast is that Lainey actually has a newsletter that you can subscribe to on her website, laineygrew.com, and it actually includes all kinds of different updates on things that she has coming up online, such as different workshops. It includes information on conferences she's speaking at, various projects she's working on, and other things. She actually, I believe, has a body image online workshop coming up here soon, very likely at the end of February or sometime in that neighborhood. Thereabouts, yeah. Thereabouts. So be on the lookout for that. And if you subscribe to her newsletter, you will uh, be getting definite dates on that before too long. So we did just want to start out mentioning that and uh, definitely a lot of benefits to be had by just subscribing to that newsletter. How often does it come out, Lainey? You know, Nikki, that's a great question. <laughs> I try to do it like every quarter. Um, okay. I'm a little bit behind this this year so far, but that's, well, I guess not. But compared to when the last one came out in November, I'm a little behind. Okay. But we'll, we'll get it out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming out soon. <laughs> yes. And it is free, correct? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so definitely uh, subscribe to that. Second housekeeping issue, as much as it's not fun to talk about money ever, <laughs> it, it is probably at the point where we do need to share just with our our audience here that producing a podcast does come with uh, needing just, it does require some resources, not an insane amount, but it does require some resources. Uh, So we have set up a donation link actually on Lainey's website that you can access very easily there from her website. And it would just be incredibly helpful at this point in us being able to continue to produce plenty of content. We want to continue to give you plenty of content. We want to continue to be able to release every week or thereabouts. And it would just really be a huge, a huge blessing to us as we proceed forward and as the podcast just becomes a little bit more popular. So again, that link is on her website, laneygreer.com, even small amounts would be super appreciated and beneficial and helpful for us. Uh, so bottom line, everybody, go to Lainey's website. <laughs> yes. moral, of, moral of the story. Yes. Um, I think, yeah, one other thing that we did want to address as well, uh, just for everybody's information, we do plan at some point and then probably at various points, throughout the course of the months and hopefully years to release an episode every now and then just addressing any questions you may have because we realize we have a list a mile long of things we want to talk about, but there are still things that we probably have not thought of and questions that you have, and we would love to be able to address those. And so please do find either of us on social media. Uh, We're both on Instagram and Facebook. DM us and we will be keeping close track of those questions and we'll address them at some point 
Um, apologize if, I mean, you may send us a question and it may be several weeks or, or even months before we, we release that episode, but it will be at some point addressed. Yes. <laughs> or respond to you. <laughs> oh yes, for I'm, sure. We'll, I'm, bad, we'll respond. <laughs> I'm bad sometimes to, to wait. Um, not, not really intentionally, but just with a lot of other things going on. So if yes. you, if you email us, whatever question, message us. Uh, we will get back to you. It just may not be uh, super prompt. Immediate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. For and sure. Lainey, Lainey does have a lot of emails to respond to and different things just in general. So um, asking for grace there, but we will get to it for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think that's all the housekeeping items, Lainey. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Nikki, that was that was a lot. That was really helpful, though, to to just walk through those things. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Our audience is growing. We love interacting with you in different ways. And if you continue to, you know, share our podcast, that will help us uh, in these ways too, that Nikki's just described. So today, Nikki, we are kind of pivoting topics. We are still staying in that stewardship basics category, if you will. Um, for my mind, my very uh, analytical, <laughs> methodological mind, this makes sense. So hopefully, hopefully it does to y'all too. But um, so we've talked through how God makes our bodies to get better with exercise. He has designed our bodies to require certain nutrients. So we talked about nutrition. And this time we're getting into a couple episodes on the reality that God designed our bodies with limitations. And those are good things. So we will be talking about rest for the first episode. And then the next one, we're going to hit on stress uh, in a few different ways. Actually, I lied to you. So rest, and then we're going <laughs> to talk about sleep because that's separate from rest and we'll discuss why. Uh, but then later on, after those things, we'll talk about stress because stress is a, a definite reality that we need to hit. So sure. I think Nikki, like, you know, first just saying that the fact that God designed our bodies with limitation is a good thing. But mm. for a lot of people, myself included, mm. it can be uh, kind of a hard reality, but it's it's for good reasons. It you know keeps us from self reliance. It makes us aware of our finitude, and it helps us see that you know God has a good design behind the fact that we can't just go 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 all the time, even when we push ourselves to do that. <laughs> so we'll get into this a little more. But I did like the reason why this has become a topic when I discuss body stewardship over the years is because like the Lord continues to humble me, convict me in this area, like of all the things that, that we're going to talk about with stewardship basics. It's this idea that God designed us with limitations, especially with rest and when we get into stress too. Oh my goodness. So like, please know that we've said this before, but even though we talk about these things, it does not mean that we have gotten this perfectly figured out. It is definitely an area of struggle. And honestly, it wasn't something I even thought about until I got to uh, Southern Seminary to start my PhD. And I sat down with my advisor, Dr. Greg Allison, and one of the first questions he asked me was, what do you do to rest? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a second, what, what do you, why are we talking about this? Uh, and he, he just said, you know, this is, this is going to be, you know, an arduous task that you're endeavoring to complete, you know, a PhD, there's a ton of work, there's a ton of writing, a ton of reading, 
but you're going to need times where you step away and it's not just, you know, taking a nap or sleeping, but allowing your mind to rest from that, that type of activity. And I didn't have an answer for him. I was like, I remember telling him, I was like, well, I really enjoy working out. And he laughed. <laughs> and he was like, Lainey, that is not restful. <laughs> and I just said, well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and he talked about he he likes bird watching and different things. So I I left the meeting that day thinking, oh my goodness, Lord, like I've got to figure this out. I've got to, I've got to force myself to rest and relax. And I'm bad, like even Nikki watching, like if I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to sit down and just let my mind kind of go, just watch TV for a little bit, watch a movie, whatever it is. Like typically I'm doing something else while the movie is going. Like I have such a hard time just sitting and being still. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's a challenge for me. And I'll say this too, and you, you could probably have some to add to this, but one other thing I saw when I was in seminary, students just push themselves so much during the semesters to Mm -hmm. stay up late and read, you know, they're working one or two jobs. Um, They're dealing with family issues, whatever it is. And so they push themselves so much throughout the semester that the end of the semester, literally I had friends that, that this would happen to, they just crash. Like their body is done and they're sick in bed for a week or two after the semester. And I'm like, man, it's, it's because one, you're not sleeping for months on end. You're not, you're not eating well. You're just pushing yourself so much. And your body finally is like, okay, I'm going to make you chill out for a little bit. (laughs) So working, I mean, you worked obviously in the clinic on campus. Did you ever see anything like that? Oh my goodness. Yes. Still do. Uh, I'm there, of course, just just one day a week at this point. But even in that one day a week, especially as the semester is like mid to second half of the semester, Mm -hmm. I definitely notice an increase in just people coming in generally not feeling well, people coming in just with all kinds of anxiety and heart palpitations, that chest pain, all these different things. And they are burning the candle at both ends, Lainey. I'm thinking I'll start to probe into like, hey, what's going on? Are you getting any sleep? Tell me what's happening in your life. Because the minute a 20-something-year-old comes into my clinic and complains of chest pain, of course I have to rule out heart things, but more than likely it's not a cardiac issue. More than like, yeah. And it happens so often. And there are probably numerous reasons for it. But one for sure is that so many of them just are not getting rest. They are overworked. Like I said, burning the candle at both ends, which is something, of course, I've done myself, but it starts to manifest itself physically. Um, And I'm not sure, Lainey, as Christians, I think very much you know, we have been told like laziness is a sin. Um, Hard work is so important. And that's what we need to be doing. I mean, you mentioned sitting down to watch a TV show, but how often are we even just ashamed to say, 
I sat down and watched a TV show tonight. <laughs> like there's yeah. almost shame there. And sometimes there's almost a um, level of pride when somebody might say, well, we don't have a TV, you know, and, and that's fine. You can decide to, to have a TV or not. It, like that's a totally separate issue, but there's almost this, this level of pride and like how hard I am able to work without completely crashing yeah. And then you do crash. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true, Nikki. And honestly, I didn't see that. Well, I saw that kind of mindset the most at seminary. But, yeah. you know, I've worked in ministry for years. And that's also a mindset that people have in ministry. And that's why, like, I do a lot of what I do, especially with body stewardship stuff and gearing it towards guarding against ministry burnout, because you're eventually going to hit a wall. Your body is going to make you slow down at some point. We are not created to live in a way without limitation. And so part of that is just swallowing our pride, which we'll kind of get into this. I mean, for me, I, I struggle with, um, viewing weakness as like a failure. And so that's just how I was raised. Um, so for me, like, saying, oh, I need to rest. I need to create some boundaries. I need to say no to this. I don't need to add this to my plate right now, whatever it is that I have to work through. No, it's not a, it's not being weak to say, Hey, I need to step back for a little bit and take care of myself first before I take on one more thing or continue, you know, this crazy schedule that I have allowed myself to have. But yeah, there is a sense in seminary. It's that It's just kind of expected of you. And I think that is so unhealthy. It's so unhealthy to kind of create that mindset before you get into ministry, because then ministry is going to go on to feed that if you allow it to, because there's always more work that can be done. There's always somebody that you need to talk to, meet with, pray with, whatever it is. And if you're not able to say, I need to build in kind of some regular rhythms of rest on the front end, then you may find yourself like I did with high blood pressure uh, in my mid-20s because I I didn't have boundaries and I wasn't resting. And then when I left that job, I got off my high blood pressure medication because it was just <laughs> environmental. Um, right. Anyway, well, so... And I think, uh, and I know you're, we're going to get into this in a little bit, but I think it's important too for Christians to remember that like when God ordained rest at the beginning of creation, like that was before the fall. And so we need to realize that our need for rest is not necessarily a result of the fall. Like certain aspects of it might be, but the Lord created us with limitations and he created us needing rest before Adam and Eve sinned. So like clearly that's just that's just part of his design. That's not anything bad. Yeah, that's that's helpful. And we are going to talk more about that in just a second. But so if you're listening out there, just I'm just going to run through some questions just to get you kind of thinking, okay, how am I resting? Am I resting? Am I even allowing myself to think that I need <laughs> to take time to rest? So first, one, do you recognize your need? But then also, okay, practically, what do you do? What day? do you rest on? How much time do you take when you rest? What do you do to rest? And then I think it's really important just in our day where we do everything on our phones or Apple watches, whatever, like part of that time where you're resting is setting aside 
electronics. So your laptop, your phone, anything that could get your attention and, you know, your mind is going again on the next thing that you have to do. So that's a really critical piece to say, no, I'm not going to pay attention to, you know, everyone who needs me or to what's happening in the ridiculous world of Twitter or whatever (laughs) it is. But we've created these hindrances for us in a lot of ways. So I think too, Nikki, there's like an American mindset behind why we may struggle to rest. Um, But then also like kind of for believers, it's important to talk about. So just from your perspective, obviously in the medical field, like why do you think we struggle to rest? Oh my goodness. Yeah. We kind of mentioned, you know, Christians often feeling like working absolutely as hard as you possibly can is doing the right thing morally. (laughs) And that's not always the case. But just in general, like even for unbelievers, Lainey, in our country, I I don't think we realize how unusual America actually is. (laughs) I think the only country where people work more hours and take less vacation than America, I think is Japan. Um, (laughs) And that is the only one. And we have created just a culture where the expectation is just, you have to work, 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 work. Um, You have to always be available, you know, work email on your phone, Text anytime from your boss. Uh, so few. So, and this is just crazy. Like, I'll just spit out a few things here that I was reading. So, um, Lainey, did you know that America is one of the only countries where there's no federal law requiring paid sick days? And wow. we have, yep, no legally mandated amount of vacation time annually. So, they could hmm. literally. You could not get any paid vacation, and that's perfectly legal. They average just, and of course, most jobs do give you some, mm-hmm. but it the average is significantly less than in most other countries. Again, perhaps with the exception of Japan. Although actually, in terms of vacation days, Japan might have more. They work more hours during the week than we do, but we get less vacation time. There's no paid maternity leave. There's just all kinds of ways in which our culture has pressed into us you need to work harder. You need to always be on. You need to always be available. And it's just so unhealthy, Lainey. And I think so now, you know, especially as I think it it has become increasingly like this over the decades, perhaps in the past it wasn't as much, but this uh, since the advent of all these electronics and phones and computers and all this, it pressing us to work even more hours and be even more available. It has led to us burning out, Lainey, and uh, things like, and we'll talk about this more too when it comes to stress, but chronic inflammation, chronic diseases, you know, all these different things that that occur and and that we're seeing in the medical field, autoimmune diseases more so now than we ever have before. I think there's many things that we could attribute to, but I do not doubt that just our push and drive in this country in particular to work absolutely as hard as you possibly can all the time is a huge contributing factor. 
Yeah. So here's the thing though, Nikki, like if that is our kind of mindset as an American, it multiplies a million times when you have a ministry job because yeah. you you literally are always at least this is how I operated in ministry until I learned the lesson the hard way. Like you're always on. You're always available. And that's just not realistic. It's a mindset that's just cyclical because then we start being concerned, well, what are other people going to think of me? So let's let's jump into some of the reasons that I've kind of worked through. And this, honestly, a lot of these come from myself. So again, I'm talking at myself when I'm working through these things. But I think for believers, especially reasons we struggle to rest, you know, first and foremost, I think it's sometimes because we have a, a self-sufficient or self reliant mindset. So we may not be aware and conscious that we're thinking that, but it's coming from this way of thinking that's, I'm not trusting the Lord enough to protect, to provide for me. I need to attain and achieve for myself. And that's why I neglect rest. So like, it's me, 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 I, I, I need to do this. And it's the self-reliance that quite frankly is sinful and Again, the Lord designed us with limitations for a reason so that we would rely on Him. And that gets back to seeing this in seminary, but kind of this mindset of, oh, I don't need to take a break. We can fail to recognize our need for rest, but then we can also brag about the fact that we don't need it. And I've seen that. I've heard that. And that's just clearly not sustainable. I think, you know, another reason we might struggle to rest is we're worrying about things that we think we have to be in control of or manage, which ultimately worrying, that's just a lack of trust in God's sovereignty and his providential control and guidance over everything in your life. But if I'm constantly thinking, oh, I've got to do this. If I don't do this, then it's not going to get done. And what could happen from that? Like that worry is just driving you. And yeah, it's going to take away from your ability to step back and rest. I think another one, and gosh, this is one that's so prevalent in ministry is fear of man, you know, being concerned. And this can be in any job. Clearly, this is not just a ministry. A hindrance to resting is being concerned about what others are going to think of you. So that you're not a hard worker, you know, sometimes even working in church, you may have people in the congregation or whatever, or even outside your church say, well, what do you do all day? Like, it's it's just this kind of sense of like, well, your job's super easy. Like you just work on Sundays. Like that's like, so if you're constantly concerned about, well, what are people that I serve week in and week out? What are they going to think if they see me take a break, take, you know, Sabbath rest, whatever. But then too, like something, and I've been in this environment multiple times, it's that the leadership, so those at the top and pastors or whatever at the church, they don't have a good rhythm of rest. And that just kind of trickles down to the rest of the staff. And it's like, well, we just have to go, go all the time because what, you know, what's the pastor going to think of me? What are the elders going to think of me? If I'm like, no, I need to create some boundaries and I need to take a break before I have a break, (laughs) Um, a mental break. Um, So I think fear of man, does that make sense? Like why, or is that just me kind of? Oh my goodness. Well, and I think that that goes back again to the American mindset, right? If there's, if there's an expectation that's set and then, you know, you are feeling like you are expected to meet it Mm -hmm. and you're like, I might, I don't know if I can, then 
but you're striving to, and you're striving to like, it's because of the fear of man. Right. And that, I mean, I can remember, I mean, I think we've had some conversations, different points about some of your ministry jobs and just how pressed you were to do this, do this, do this, account for every minute, every hour. And, (laughs) and then, you know, rather than say, listen, you know, here are the reasons why you, I, I maybe can't do that. You just keep your mouth shut and keep doing it. And why, you know, why? Yeah. Because we fear just what others think of us. We fear perhaps getting fired. We fear, you know, any number of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, two other reasons, at least for me, that come to mind. Uh, so reasons we might struggle to rest is we have an elevated view of self, which ties into the self-reliance. But, you know, I've literally heard people say before, well, I'll rest when I'm dead. It's that kind of, that kind of mindset. And it's like, okay, do you not, like you require restoration and God made you that way. And it's, it's for a good reason. Um, but you know, I think that ties into me thinking like weakness is failure. That's having an elevated view of myself. Like weakness is just a reality of who I am as a finite human being. And that's, that's okay. The last one too, I think this goes a long way for believers is we just misunderstanding, misunderstand the gospel. You know, we may not rest because we have this performance driven mindset, you know, maybe somewhat legalistic. We're trying to justify or qualify ourselves before the Lord. So I'm just going to take on one more thing, you know, whatever it is, because I'm trying to earn God's favor and love in a sense. I think there are a lot of reasons why resting is difficult, but I think if you're listening to this, whether or not you're in ministry or, you know, training to be in ministry, whatever, like take a second and kind of sort through like, one, do I rest? If I don't, what are some of the reasons, some of the hindrances for me to rest? Because you may have similar ones or maybe different. Uh, And Nikki, we should have done this. This was my fault on the front end. We need to define rest, right? (laughs) So I would probably be be helpful. helpful. Um, So rest is not sleep. There are different things. We're going to have an episode on sleep next. Um, But to me, rest just means intentional inactivity. So that can look, you know, different. There's not one way to rest um, but for me, I need to tell myself intentional, like <laughs> that's, that's the piece I struggle with. And then to, you know, just for believers out there, like resting is a biblical principle and we've kind of hit on this, but let's just talk through some of the ways that we see it in scripture. Obviously it's established, um, in creation, God creates for six days, Genesis one. And then on the seventh day, he rests from his creative activity. And that's significant. In Genesis 2, he blesses that day that he rests, and he declares it holy. We get this understanding that right rest, it can be a holy endeavor. You know, and I think it's really neat. Like, I'm sure there are lots of different reasons that the Lord took that day to rest. He establishes that it for us and as part of his created order. But also, like, I think, too, it was just to enjoy his creative activity that he had just done the previous six days, just to take time to enjoy creation, which I think that's a good example for us. Yeah, you don't have to be out in nature to rest, but there is something about how we are created when we are in the mountains, which would be my favorite place to go away and rest, or at the beach, whatever, or watching birds like Dr. Allison uh, <laughs> liked to do. That's 
biblical. Like there's a reason why nature can be so restorative for us. So I, th- I think it ties into that. Then we see, you know, with the Ten Commandments. So there's the fourth commandment, the establishment of a Sabbath. So he commands it as part of his people's, you know, every or weekly lives, part of their submission to him. There was a Sabbath rest for the land that was established every seven years. Then as you look through, you know, kind of the biblical narrative, part of the promises for the land that God had given his people, so the promised land, he's working to give Israel rest from their enemies that he would give as part of the land. That's a huge theme in the book of Joshua. And then, you know, obviously the Israelites, they are run out of their land. So waiting for that rest to be restored, that's kind of a theme. Then you have Christ He comes in the New Testament, Matthew 11, you know, he comes to give, give rest. He tells, tells us there, come to me, all you that are burdened and heavy laden, I will give you rest. We see too, Christ, he provided the example of rest. So he's, he's a perfect human. He does not need to rest. He is not bound by limitations uh, in a lot of ways like we are, except, you know, he did take on a human nature. So there were ways that he was like us definitely in needing to rest and needing sleep. But when he does, he gets away from others. Often there's this resting that's involved in solitary time with his father. So that's a good example for us. Then, you know, continuing in the biblical narrative, like when you look at Hebrews, the, there's a promise of entering God's rest that still stands. We're still waiting on our final eschatological state uh, when we'll have eternal rest in the new heavens and new earth. So rest is a biblical thing. We are to hope for it. We definitely participate in rest in this life. And then two, you know, just recognizing that as psychosomatic beings, the mind impacts our body and vice versa. And that connection, that's created by God. That's a good thing. It reminds us that we need to slow down, that we're not God. You know, I think, too, this is something I, I wrote about a little bit in my my little mini book on stewarding your health, but we don't just require rest from work, but it's that double-edged sword as believers of resting in the Lord. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is intentional in activity, but there is time to restore ourselves in the word and, um, you know, in the strength of the Lord. Yeah. So super helpful for all people. You don't need to just be a believer to take time to rest. We all need it just because of that psychosomatic connection God established. Absolutely, Nikki. So, yeah. So as we finish up this episode, let's just talk through some practical ways maybe to involve rest in your weekly routine. You know, I think for me, a big aspect of resting like mentally is seeking God's perspective on everything that's happening in your life. And even in the world, like the world that we live in is crazy and getting crazier. And if we are focused on what's happening in my day-to-day life and my little finite limited perspective, man, we're going to be so prone to worry and fear and anxiety. And that's the opposite of resting. So when we when we can focus on God's perspective and kind of the beginning from the end of our lives, history, that can help us to rest mentally. Does that, is that helpful? Do you, does that make sense to you? Absolutely. And I think that's part of what we mean when we refer to like walking in the spirit. And I think that can, that means several different things and has several different applications, but 
when we are not sitting before the Lord, and when we are trying to make all of our decisions and deal with all of our different life worries without separating ourselves from everything else and just sitting before the Lord, I think we're not we're not walking by the Spirit as we ought. And yeah, sometimes I wonder, you know, if God God will not bless our decision making as much, you know, when when we are not, yeah, seeking that that separation um, to just sit before Him. Yeah, I mean that's that spirit of self reliance that isn't pleasing to the Lord. You know, I think another way that we can increase just a, a reminder even that we need to rest is practicing gratitude. When we focus on the things that we're grateful for, things that the Lord has done for us, ways He's blessed us, that can shift our thinking from things that cause us to worry because we're focusing on the way that the Lord has provided for our needs. We can trust in future grace when we look back on the way that the Lord has been gracious to us in the past. A little shout out to John Piper there in that wonderful book. And we can rest in that. That's a way of achieving some mental rest, which is obviously, again, that psychosomatic connection. And we'll get into stress and the way it affects our bodies in a few episodes. But that's something like we have to cultivate, not just sitting an intentional activity that way, but a mental rest as well. I think journaling too. Journaling is helpful for a lot of things. But if you're dealing with thoughts that hinder your ability to rest, just putting them on paper, getting them out. That can be helpful because sometimes, I don't know for you, Nikki, but like if I, uh, and this was definitely a practice I did years and years ago, but when I was struggling with like negative thinking, especially I would write it out and then I'd go back and read that and be like, what in the world? That is crazy. Why was I thinking that? So that that could be just a super practical way to enhance your rest. Absolutely. And I think some people are big journalers, right? That every single day, like they journal, 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 and uh, others are not as inclined to it. But I definitely think some level of putting pen to paper there, even if it's quick or, you know, just short, even phrases can be super helpful. Yeah. A couple more practical things. Maybe having a designated space where you rest could be something that, that helps you kind of get in that rhythm. You know, don't necessarily confuse rest with a nap. So I, I'm not a napper, but I know there are some times where I absolutely need a nap, but that is separate from that intentional inactivity. Four, seven, eight breathing. So this is definitely more physiological, but it's it's something I think is is just a super practical way to calm your mind because it stimulates your vagus nerve. So four, seven, eight breathing is just inhaling for four seconds, holding for seven seconds, and then exhaling for eight. And it's that kind of doubling the time of exhale that really calms down our nervous system. Uh, So in the moments where, you know, like those students who come to you and they're having chest palpitations and all the heart palpitations, chest pain, one way is just if you feel yourself kind of those anxious thoughts growing and building up in your body responding, do some four, seven, eight breathing, Mm. because that's a very practical way to just be like, okay, chill out, (laughs) like calm down. And then I think practicing 
looking at certain scriptures like Psalm 23, you know, God is our shepherd. He shepherds us and cares for us and guides us in ways that is meant to restore our soul. That's an aspect of rest that we desperately need. You know, practicing Matthew 11, 28 through 30, where what does coming to Christ for rest look like? Well, different things and but just very practically from that verse first we have to acknowledge that we're weary and burdened i think sometimes believers especially in ministry we don't even let ourselves acknowledge that uh, because we might we might feel bad for being like man there i'm carrying a lot right now i'm super weary but then we trust christ to give us that rest that we need and two it's recognizing that stress hinders rest which stress is a massive topic we're going to get into Uh, Next time, we will look at sleep and just why our bodies need sleep. God created us that way. It's a good thing. And there are definitely consequences when we don't get the sleep that we need. And uh, we'll get into that next time, Nikki. But you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? (laughs) No, Lainey, I think everything that you've said is just incredibly helpful. And I would encourage everyone listening to take a step back and just reflect what, in the same way that Dr. Allison asked you, you know, ask yourself, what am I doing to rest? And I think two, maybe one caveat would just be that it it might look different for different people, uh, and and that's okay. We're not saying that like this specific thing is exactly like you need to be sitting under a tree, you know, with your eyes closed or meditating. Or we're not saying <laughs> that it looks exactly the same way. I mean, I know for some people, one thing for me that is just incredibly cathartic is just to grab a basketball and just shoot hoops. And I'm kind of lost in my own thoughts and uh, perhaps even just sort of talking to the Lord, even as I'm doing that. And, And it's just a cathartic thing or going on a long hike or, you know, there's all different kinds of ways that you can rest. I do think that rest that intentional rest as unto the Lord, that does need to be fit in as much as we can uh, and when we're able to. And that that is more specifically spiritual. And we can have that time. We can have the other rest. But just acknowledging it does look different for everyone. But what does that look like for you? And what does rest look like for you? What does resting unto the Lord look like for you? And um, yeah, just just taking that time to reflect on that. But yeah, super, super important, Lainey. And we're just excited to, yeah, get into some of these other related topics such as sleep and stress and have a lot of important things to say. But I think just talking about rest, especially from a biblical standpoint, is just very foundational. Anyway, yeah, I think I think that probably wraps up today, Lainey. And we just appreciate all of you for joining us. And as always, we hope you were encouraged and edified. If you've liked what you've heard, we'd of course always be so grateful if you would subscribe to, like, and comment on the podcast. As we talked about uh, at the beginning, even a small donation if you're able on Lainey's website. And please do share it with others as you have the opportunity. Really helps when you do this. Of course, as we also said, always message either of us with any questions or feedback and visit Lainey's website to check out Understand Healthy, where she provides that 
super uh, foundational, easy to follow way to begin to change your life. So just do those things as you are able. Again, we appreciate your joining us and we look forward to talking about sleep next time.